Radha, <coughs> and I would like to uh, welcome uh, each and every uh, one of you here this evening. We have uh, six days uh, here together. I'd like to give uh, a little time at this time to explore some uh, an aspect uh, of the Dharma, the teachings and the practices uh, with you. Radha also will uh, speak with you uh, as well. And just before uh, uh, touching uh, on the theme, a uh, small request. I come once a year from uh, uh, the United Kingdom, or maybe it's the disunited kingdom, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and... and I have some uh, grandchildren and one of them especially is absolutely fascinated by the wild. So if by chance during the days that you are here you see a snake, a goanna, a land mullet, a water dragon, anything which is kind of big and moves (laughs) apart from ourselves, Um, If you'd kindly let me know, I have the camera here and I will take a photograph. Uh, Last year there was an extra special delight. I made the same request as I do every year, uh, because in England the most terrifying animal we've got is a rabbit. (laughs) And and in making the request uh, last year... um, a lovely uh, snake, a python carpet snake, left its entire skin outside the kitchen. It was around three meters uh, uh, long. And one of the good yogis uh, uh, kindly asked me if I would like to take it back to England. I know it's very, very naughty taking creature's skin from one continent to the other but I didn't think it was a great threat to the country so uh, very carefully actually in a the wallet of my uh, laptop I kindly folded it up kept it at home until Christmas day (laughs) and then we gave out I don't buy the children toys they find that Consumerism, so I buy them books and clothes and hmm. practical stuff. And they know that. And then I said to the grandson, Milan, this means connection. So said, Go to the room and I've got a special prize for you, special present. Put it on the red carpet, three meters. It was perfect condition from head down to the very tail. And he walked in. Wow. <laughs> His eyelids rolled over the top of his head. (laughs) Everything else of presence was forgotten. He he was just thrilled. And of course a special thrill for the grandfather to have the opportunity to provide. So keep your good eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) Rather interesting as a metaphor and analogy, in the very oldest text of the Buddha, he speaks about renewal and the metaphor which he uses he says at the end of every few lines just as the snake sheds its old and worn out skin 
And then he goes another example, and then he says again, just as the snake sheds its old and worn out skin. You and I, in the days that we have here, may have some old and worn out skin. And if we're going to find some renewal, we have to do some shedding. This is the practice. This is the exploration. In the exploration of that, sometimes, and we see this with society, in terms of its movement and vision and renewal, and sometimes we see it in the collective of ourselves and our friends, our communities and our families, we need to address issues and the addressing of those issues is to place the mindfulness not only in the present moment, which is a contribution of mindfulness, but also, and equally important, address the relationship to the past, bring the mindfulness to the past, to see what works for us, what seems old and out of date, what seems thoughtful and progressive, and the outcome, the movement of that, is to generate something fresh and new, because we're shedding an old and worn out, worn out skin. And in fact, when I arrived here and just reading in the uh, um, uh, uh, good newspapers uh, here, the Australian certainly doesn't qualify for that, <laughs> and reading in uh, newspapers and uh, uh, the um, uh, Saturday paper uh, published, two examples came to mind. One was the uh, important and significant vote that was taken in uh, uh, Victoria to address and acknowledge the rights of men and women in the very advanced uh, part of their age, generally speaking, where death is very, very close at hand. There is an immense amount of terrible suffering going on in the mind and body. And the uh, state of Victoria seems, from what I read, is uh, agreeing and uh, acknowledging <coughs> the cooperation and the voluntary initiatives of those close to the end of life to make that decision and be supported by two uh, doctors and uh, uh, others. And I do think such uh, situations is a way of acknowledging and paying respect to those people in such need in the critical period of their life and while their faculties are clear and can make these challenging and difficult uh, decisions, but I think it does open the doors. I do think it's important for that consideration for, for people who are in a, that kind of plight of circumstances. And the second, uh, uh, of course, uh, in terms of renewal and change, there was the widespread vote that was taking place took place here recently in Australia, with regard to the full community of women. Uh, and men of varying gender preference to have the opportunity to be and enabled to get married. I mean, I just think that it's rather sad that these old views, worn out, quite irrelevant, in which there can be, find far too many places in the world, a kind of exclusivity of uh, gender, heterosexual uh, gender, uh, obviously, at the expense of, uh, of others. And as one person commented uh, here, one of the rioters commented here, it, it is still a little bit strange, a little bit, uh, that uh, people uh, 
uh, there in the gay community, in the lesbian community, in the bisexual uh, uh, community, actually have to ask the rest of the population for permission to get married. I mean, it's a little strange in itself, yeah, but it's kind of what we uh, uh, live with. I do say these kind of initiatives is a movement on from the old, giving recognition and support for women and men who need such uh, 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 support. And I think it's an example of uh, uh, movement, vision and direction. Just at times as we can see that in the world around us, in the communities, in the decisions of democracy uh, there, also we have to apply the same kind of principles at time to our own situations, our own circumstances in life, and ask one of the important and profound questions of, of life, where in my life, possibly, possibly, do I need renewal? What actually do I need to address? What in my life uh, needs some kind of uh, change uh, there? And why that is so important is, if we don't question, if we don't meditate and reflect uh, on this, there's something about the condition of the human, human being whereby we're very, very vulnerable, extremely vulnerable to habit. We're extremely vulnerable to conditioning. When it gets more intense, to obsession. Even more intense, to an addiction which we can't get ourselves out of. We are unable to shed that old and war, uh, worn-out skin and we genuinely need then the real good wisdom, good counsel, good support of uh, others around us to get, a, get us, so to speak, out of the problematic old. What's affecting our lives and sometimes affecting our loved ones and people that we, uh, we live with. And so we have a whole army, and I mean it's an army, of people and the number of you in this hall, and probably many of you in a variety of ways, who are genuinely and deeply committed to change, to helping human beings to emerge out of the problematic old to a fresh view, vision and direction uh, in, uh, in life because of the health that it brings to the heart, mind, body and consciousness, and it's a liberating movement. And that is the, the spirituality of it. That there's something freeing up when you and I can take steps to move away from. It's not always easy. We shouldn't underestimate the kind of, we might say, controlling power over our immediacy of our consciousness, that means the present moment uh, here, of these old shadows, habits, what in the Buddhist tradition would be called old karma, unsatisfactory, unhealthy, which is affecting our perceptions. And a liberating questioning and inquiry and movement in life is coming out of that. It is waking up from that. It's the shedding of the old skin, to use that uh, met, uh, metaphor. And it isn't always easy just spoke recently to take one small example and there are possibly many in your life and my life where we have made some change and the person who was uh, 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 speaking, uh, speaking to me spoke of a situation and not an easy one to look at and address uh, whereby in 
the family dynamic, kind husband, kids, sometimes called the full catastrophe, but <laughs> this is a little bit harsh in the view, and in that uh, engagement, but there was one single thing that was really missing in this person's, uh, in this person's life, in her life, was that her interest in meditation, reflection, spirituality, and sustainable lifestyle, and deep values there, was not, and it shouldn't have to be, but was not that which her husband had any interest in. Not so easy. And there, so therefore there was a gap uh, there. For some people, some of you may know this yourself, that there can be, for some people, a gap, but there are and there can't be the communication with the partner, that does happen, but nevertheless there are other people, friends, community, teachers and teachings and practices, which give the nourishment which we all need, without exception, for those things which are significant for us and rather deeply important. And so it may not be found at home. She told me, for her it was too difficult, and out of that came an understanding and agreement with her, her husband it was a, I would think a rather important step to make uh, there that it switches from a marriage to a good friendship and to t- of course that all that necessary love for the, for the children and then after some period of time if I've heard this story once over the years I've heard it a hundred times etc after a period of time, she met a man. And with the man, he was a meditator. Nice. And he was interested in spiritual practice. Nice. And they got him very well. And, ah, there is a person with whom I can communicate. Nice. But then, passage of time went by, and then some of the shadows of the good man began to emerge. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> And when the shadows start appearing, the honeymoon starts disappearing. (laughs) I think some of us know this rather well. (laughs) And the outcome of all of that, she found him possessive. These are the words. Controlling. Oh. And the outcome of all of that was, thank you, but no thank you. There. And it isn't always easy either to work with these situations whatever they may be with other people there may be influential and important people currently in your life can we find the love the clarity (coughs) the communication and in a way the renewal of the view to see what way we can handle situations which sometimes are about others, with others, and handle them well and clearly. Because, like night follows day, I'm pretty sure that somebody in your life is going to arise in your meditations. (laughs) And if they don't, just say, Allah is merciful. So sometimes in the process of the dynamic uh, which takes place, there is the confirmation from our experience 
that we live in relationship. It's not like others are not in our life and others will have some impact in our life. And if we are living in fear of the other, if we are living in blaming and attacking the other, if we're living in anxiety around the other, if we're living possessively or controlling or wanting or rejecting and reacting to the other, we're living in the past. We're living with the old. We have not renewed the view. We've not found a fresh way to look. And that fresh way to look is an emergence. It's the renewal of the woman. It's the renewal of the vision. It's the renewal of the man. It's the renewal of the perception, which is a completely fresh way of looking. And it calls upon us that even in the fresh way of looking, which clarity, honesty, friendship and love is right there in the foreground, and one can never make a habit of that. And in that um, presentation of the renewal to others, and, and of course it's the same principle to ourselves as well, in the, in the presentation of the renewal, the renewal is important. I cannot, as a human being, saying, ah, because of renewal, therefore... You will change. Please do not be ambitious in your meditations. It's the consideration for the renewal. But that renewal does maximize the potential of us in our communication with the other for the other to possibly respond. One person was speaking to me. He's having a difficulty at work. Surprise, surprise. And in this difficulty, the boss, oh, the boss, my <laughs> beloved boss, for whatever the reasons are which are unresolved, was placing an enormous amount of pressure on the, on the employees and particularly on two or three of the employees there. And it brings about, when we are under a pressure, when there is harassment and the variety of harassments that take place there, it's very understandable in the difficulty of the situation how to handle it confidently, well, courageously in the face of harassment, whatever the form of it is, power harassment, sexual harassment, demand harassment, or, or whatever. And it's very easy either to contract and therefore be afraid to speak up, one might lose one's job or whatever, or get very, very angry and upset and then be stereotyped for being like that. Yeah. In which sometimes our voice 
of concern, of request and of protest may not be enough. But we can't live a life happily with peace of mind if we're going to work and on a regular basis we're feeling oppressed. And sometimes it needs some boldness from a person or persons in which that person gathers facts, gathers evidence. In this case, the person who's speaking to me sometimes from the boss was getting 60 emails in a day. And that unfairness and that pressure has to be addressed. Because if it's not addressed, and understandably one might quit, the pressure will go to the next employee. It will go somewhere else. And there are people, women and men, who have looked at these situations, who are looking at them, who are facing this kind of intolerance there, and who will write down the statement, will make it in accordance with the facts, and will correspondingly risk their job. But there's an integrity, and integrity comes with risk, but one is staying true to something, and keeping one's dignity, and that's more important than the job. So the situations I use where the exploration of life and the challenges that we as people on this earth face sometimes is impacting upon us. And to find that integrity, an integrity integral, integrity has a, as its root is integration. It is the sense of wholeness. And the word wholeness has its background and its connection with holiness. So to live a, a life of integrity is to, to live a life of wholeness uh, there. And there is something sacred and holy about those who will speak up, who will question and know that maybe some risk involved, career, income, and many other factors there. So our meditations and our explorations here have, amongst the many factors, this interest and genuine commitment towards the health and the well-being and the peace of mind and the clarity of, of all of us. Rowan kindly mentioned a, a little while ago about the relationship to the, uh, the cigarette smoking, a more kindly view than I have, <clears throat> for, for a whole variety of reasons. Uh, there, of course, health, the cancer, the risk there, the utter waste of good land, another factor. The destructive influence of powerful tobacco corporations there. So, I t my view is you can smoke a cigarette, but it has to be 500 kilometers from where I'm sitting. 
and preferably in that direction. <laughs> Sometimes there, the renewal which comes is actually by stopping an activity as early as possible. One of friend of Radha and I has just uh, uh, given up the, uh, the, the cigarette issue as an example and as a, a fact here. And which that decision to drop and let go and be without something takes the pressure off the body off the cells, off the heart and mind, and off the conditioning and off, off the suppression which always goes with certain habits and it makes the start for the renewal and it's an extraordinary thing in life where you and I can look at something and it might just stand out to us quite clearly this is to change this can't go on like this this has to be addressed and that willingness incredible willingness in human beings without remarkable potential for change we can do it and if we cooperate together it's not an isolated phenomenon it's not oh I must change myself. That's not the that's not the view here. It, it, it's not a self-help club. It's that collectively, through the communication, through the silences, through the sharing, through the meditation, through the inner work, through the listening, through the practices, through the love and the support we give to each other, put all that together, human beings are just amazing. Sometimes you and I have the, it's an honour and the privilege of people in the most dire of circumstances and with incredible painful history there. And yet in spite of that, something precious and deep and, and beautiful and loving that the person has stayed true to that regardless of the events of the past and the impact upon them, whatever that might be about. And we, these people are the gods, in my view, they're the gods and goddesses of the earth. We need their presence. We need their support. We need their reminders. Say, wow, look at what she did. Look at what he did. Look at what they are doing. Look at those changes that have come. Wow, if they can do it, maybe you and I can do it too they can change and, and emerge if they can go from, from to be a butterfly well maybe 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 there's some hope for all of us and there's that sense of the community of practitioners and you and I as people men and women of the earth giving support to ourselves and each other that's where the potential is for, for a real emergence In the time and the days uh, that we are uh, uh, he here together, has a s small extra reminder, uh, and sometimes um, uh, the factual uh, reminder here. Though ostensibly we may say to ourselves, "Well, um, I just need a break," whatever that uh, may be from, or 
who <laughs> anyway <laughs> and sometimes of course some of our loved ones and friends are saying oh please go on a retreat <laughs> begging us to go there you know I'll pay <laughs> two weeks no problem <laughs> etc and sometimes we make the initiative and, and, and we come there in the remembrance of this because we are social we have contact we have friends we, have, we meet with strangers we meet with the unfriendly we have a wide variety of contacts if you and I change if you and I are committed to deep change the benefit will have to be shared you can't stop yourself if more kindness and clarity and insight and compassion and happiness comes out of the being wow, we can't help but wish to share it with others not that you go back as a missionary, please there's (laughs) far too many missionaries around already but just the change of the being will benefit others if you're less angry, fearful, controlling what else, paranoia, anxiety less demanding on others, less habitual, less boring as well (laughs) less indifferent or whatever if, all, if that is less in us, it hasn't got the grip. It's not, as the Buddha said, a hindrance, meaning hindering what matters. That's the, others are going to get the benefit. You and I, we are here for other people as much as we are here for ourselves. Don't forget. So that you can return home in the, rather than, oh God, is home. How is he going to come back? How is he going to come back? <coughs> No, no, come back. Not as a missionary, just as a little bit more clarity than when you arrived. It's enough. All right. <laughs> Do make full use of the good time, as uh, Rowan was uh, reminding us and uh, telling us through the, the fullness of the day. Every aspect of the day is equally uh, important. There's all the moments of mindfulness. A certain sustained continuity of mindfulness the mindfulness then becomes a concentration it becomes a meditation so the moment to moment mindfulness presence of mindfulness as that develops develops a certain kind of meditative presence a concentrated attention uh, uh, we could say and we use Radha and I all four postures equally here and that means that since our day-to-day life is a, a relationship of the posture meaning we sit in life, we walk in life, we stand in life and uh, we recline, we lie, we lie down and each one of those four postures are worthy of our interest and our present and through all of that much insight and understanding and clarity uh, can come. So it's a genuinely uh, uh, a full uh, day and of course we wish you a very precious uh, retreat. We'll be meeting uh, with you uh, regularly and that will be starting at the end of tomorrow uh, morning uh, through the days here and just if you have any questions, wish to check in with us with regard to uh, uh, anything and as I just say, just to repeat a little bit, there's a little, for the aspects of the many here, 
sometimes is the sense of renewal. Uh, and that what that might be or what that might be about for some may stand just stand out and come clear and for others it doesn't have to stand out or come clear. It's not like that's an absolute essential. And just doing the practice and just feeling there's more life in the being, more energy is naturally coming through, we're more conscious, we feel more connected with ourselves and with each other and with the nature, and it's just happening in a very natural process. And that very natural process is a confirmation of the renewal itself, without having something very specific to work with. We look after life, life will look after us as well. As much as it can, and as much as we can. Right, so I'll pass you over to uh, Radha, and, and thank you for uh, lending an ear. Thank you. <clears throat>